Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, Studio DNA fans. I'm Chad, a new podcast host here on the network. I'd like to invite you to check out my new show called Hot Takeout, where I mix together some of my favorite things, fast food and musical artists. When you listen, you'll get that feeling you have when you get an onion ring in the bottom of your french fries. It's a win. We'll dig deep with the artists. We'll find out what inspires them and what foods they have to stay away from. And we're also playing fast food games, which will also make sense when you listen. So check out the Hot Takeout podcast streaming right now here on the Studio DNA podcast network live from a bunker in the heart of the ozarks a podcast that is hoping fast and furiously that they don't have the coronavirus it's sif pop it's a little fast and furious pun work there with corona that's how that works welcome to sif pop weekly streaming live most weekends are available to download later in your podcast feed unless of course you're a patron patrons get them perks patrons get those perks i'm your host aaron dicer and he is the king of sif pops rhythm section it's producer phil joining us today and each week we'll chat about movies television whatever else from the pop culture universe is on our minds uh yeah andrew's out sick yeah he's out it's flu season so so you got the b team today Is that is, is any time uh, you're the B team? Is that what it is? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think you're the A team. I'm, I'm. You are one of three people on the A team. I, I am the understudy <laughs> for Andrew <laughs> to use a, a movie term. Well, it's not. I mean, how different is it for you to be sitting behind the microphone versus producing the show? Um, I mean, I produce, I, I host and produce a show, a co-host, I, I should say, a show on actually on the Studio DNA Network. If you're a patron, you already know that because you're already getting our episodes downloaded into your feed. Um, but yeah, I I do that weekly. But yeah, as far as like for Sif Pop and stuff like that, I'm a definitely not qualified, especially since I haven't seen Rhythm Section. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, that's fine to be on the mic for this show necessarily. But obviously, I'm I'm behind the producer chair um, for all of our live shows. Yeah, so. but aren't you kind of like even when you're producing? Maybe it's just me, but even when I'm listening to a podcast. I feel like uh, I'm pretending to be up, like I'm on it. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Like you know, I, li- I listen to a lot of podcasts and I do a lot of talking in the in the car. See, see, see. Yeah. Now you're just making that real <laughs> on Sif Pop. Uh, no, we have had you as a guest on Sif Pop before. It's been uh, a while. Yeah, it is. It has been a while since we've actually had any guests on Sif Pop before. We're working our way back to that to figure out um, how to be able to do that. Do you want me to blow your mind with what the last episode was? Sure. Where I was an actual guest. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. This is back before I even start producing the show. Uh, Power Rangers. Oh, nice. Yeah. Krispy Kreme presents the Power Rangers. Yes, that was a long time ago. That that was a long time ago. Uh, so so yeah. So I, I know that you know that you're qualified even though you say you're not to <laughs> hang out chat movies all that kind of stuff now i will say it is going to be a little bit different not just because phil's sitting in for andrew um but because andrew's not here we're kind of shifting things around probably you could probably consider this a little more of a sift swift it's probably not going to be as long we're just gonna i'm going to review the rhythm section we'll talk a little bit about that uh and then i'm just going to interview uh producer phil kind of do a i was thinking we could call it like the state of the sift pop you know union address or whatever 
um, and just kind of talk very about timely. yes, yeah, exactly, <laughs> and talk about uh, where Sif Pop is today. Get you know your perspective on you know what we're looking forward to next week with the Oscar party, all that kind of fun stuff. I will say it here. I'll probably say it again at the end. Get your Oscar picks in now. You've yeah. just got this week. Uh, I think we're going to do a cutoff Sunday afternoon. Okay. Um, so the Sunday of the Oscars, we'll probably cut it off around two o'clock or so. Uh, so please get your picks in before that. Just go to sifpop.com and where it says Sposkers up at the top, if you click there, you should be able to work your way through um, the Oscar picks. Uh, and Phil and I will talk a little bit during our interview about how that's going to work and different things like that um, because we're excited about the first ever Sposkers uh, live stream. So that's going to be uh, a blast to, to do that uh, next week. Um, so I just figured that'd kind of be the show. Maybe if you've got a buried treasure, we can both do a buried treasure yeah, I can do one. today. So again, maybe a little bit shorter, not quite what you're used to, but we wanted to make sure, get something out for you this week, chat a little bit about the rhythm, rhythm section and have a good time. But before we get to that, Phil's got some do we care. No, I'm no, just kidding. I don't. I'm just Every kidding, Phil. Every single week. <laughs> nice. Um, that's about as far as you get. Yeah, that's, that's all I know. Um, do you think of any news that happened this week? Um, I think, I feel like I saw something in super, I mostly kind of keep track of superhero movie news and stuff like that. And I feel like something happened this week in that realm, but well, something I, happens every week in, in the superhero realm. Yeah. I, I really couldn't tell you what it was, but, um, yeah. Well, we, anything you would like to talk about? No, for no, okay. no, I, I apparently don't care. Uh, <laughs> we are going to head straight in then to chat a little bit about the rhythm section. I lost my family three years ago. It wasn't an accident. There was a bomb on that plane. I need your help to find the ones who did this. I've got nothing to lose. What about your life? What about it? I'm going to say this once. Even if you succeed, it won't be worth it. Stephanie Patrick veers down a path of self-destruction after a tragic plane crash kills her family. When Stephanie discovers it wasn't an accident, she turns to a former CIA operative who can help her find the culprits. But her quest to uncover the truth soon turns into a full-blown quest for revenge as Patrick decides to punish those responsible. Um, this is Blake Lively. Uh, starring in this, I think it's safe to say, as you've never seen her before, she's definitely um, shucking off kind of the the pretty starlet uh, role that she's played before and getting grimy and dirty and down in the mud with this. Uh, I think it's supposed to be a little bit um, taken, you know, a little bit kind of revenge tale, a little bit Jason Bourne, where she's, you know, trying to figure out how to be a super spy, uh, all that kind of stuff. Jude Law is also in there. Sterling K. Brown, who you may know from This Is Us and some other things, oh, okay. uh, also in there. And I have to say, as far as like it, loved it, dislike it, hated it, or it was just okay, really close to hated it. Oh, uh, I really disliked this. Yikes. Yeah, this is a bad watch. It's just a bad experience. It's one of those movies where you it takes you a while to get your feet underneath you because the, the movie is just kind of throwing you into the kind of the grime of it. And once you kind of understand what's going on, the movie's like, well, we're not really interested in that anymore. Here's what <laughs> we're interested in now. So we're going to do this for a little bit. And then once you kind of get your mind around, you know, 
we're in a, I guess we're in a Rocky training montage now. And then no, that's not what we're doing now. Now we're doing Liam Neeson and taken, but Blake Lively's Liam, you know, it's just like the movie, it, it doesn't really, it didn't give me at least as an audience member, a chance to really find my footing mm-hmm. and care about the character, understand who she really was. Uh, the other big part of that is that her character's transformation makes zero sense. Um, it, it it feels over the top in a melodramatic way on almost every angle. So her response to, as mentioned in even just in the um, the synopsis, mentions that her family dies in a plane accident, right? Well, her reaction to that is so over the top melodramatic. <sighs> and it's just like, okay, that uh, I guess that could be. But then for her to go from there to where she ends up it just none of it feels real it all feels and look i get it's a movie right does born feel real yeah actually it does even though your brain knows it's not and it's kind of ridiculous right the movie makes it feel authentic to the movie and i don't feel like rhythm section ever gets there plus it's an awful title it's a stupid (laughs) name now apparently it's based on a book called the rhythm section and the idea of the rhythm section is it's your you know your heart is the this kind of spoiler i guess because it's a line in the movie but you may have noticed that i get a little uh, less careful with spoilers about movies i hate right uh because i figure i'm telling people (laughs) not to see them anyway so i might as well spoil a little bit uh but no but the heart is the like the bass drum and the lungs are some other part of the rhythm you know it's like your core you know, calming your core and getting your rhythm section into into place or whatever. It's it's some sort of breathing exercise. This this movie is titled after a breathing exercise that really is I don't know. It's just it's just silliness. I, I looked at the title of this movie when you sent when you emailed me about it that we we're gonna be covering this film before I looked up a trailer or anything about it because I I literally had never even heard of the movie. Have seen, you seen the trailer? I've not seen anything. Okay. All right. Yeah. And so um I just looked at the the title of it and I was like, oh this is like a sequel to Whiplash probably it's a music- whiplash because of rhythm section yeah <laughs> i just assumed it was a music movie like, yes uh, about musicians <laughs> right a documentary on uh big, right. the big band that, era or that, something that title is really bad it's horrible the title's horrible I, and i feel bad because i guess if i'm looking for good things and there are very little in here uh jude law is always okay yeah but he's just he's not really doing anything in this movie enough for me to go oh jude law's great in this Blake is taking some chances. She's swinging big with this, mm. um, and it just doesn't work for me. Mm. It's hard for me to say her performance is bad because it's definitely a performance. Um, and so, like, she's she's doing things that I respect, um, but at the same time, because of the, uh, I guess, what she's been given to work with, she can't make anything out of it, um, at least for me. Wow. So, Yeah. It's unfortunate. Like, I, I immediately, you know what I wanted to do? I immediately wanted to go watch Atomic Blonde. Because I feel oh, like yeah. this is the version of this that's fun. This is the version of this that's exciting. Mm-hmm. And this movie is just depressing, demoralizing. I wonder how much of that, since you said it's based on a book, um, I, I wonder how much of that is just based on the source material. Like, the source material wasn't as good. I, I certainly don't want to condemn a book I've never read. But right. you just kind of wonder, like, is that why some of the material is not 
worth watching on screen? Or I have no idea. It, it's hard to tell if the book was bad and this is bad, or the book was great, but they just didn't transition it to a screenplay very well. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I think the director is either a first-time director or a very young director named Reed Morano. Okay. Um, and uh, she was a cinematographer before this. And there is some be- there is some beautiful work Mm. Uh, in the movie, but she was cinematographer on uh, the Skeleton Twins uh, in some other movies. Um, but yeah, I think this is, if not her first, one of her first uh, directing efforts. And I always feel bad, you know, when some somebody's given it their first go and it's just like, eh, you know. I always feel bad when I hate a movie, you know. Yeah. And again, I'm very close to hating this movie, but I think I will land and dislike it. So, just because it's taking a swing. Anytime you take a swing, I'm going to care more. The movies I really hate are the ones that don't even take a swing and still end up awful, you know. Right. So that's, but this at least tries something. I just think it fails immensely. I saw that it was produced by Barbara Broccoli of James Bond's fame. Um, will people make correlations between this movie? No. You, you mentioned Jason Bourne. No. It's, it's not a spy thriller at all. No, okay. I don't think it tries to be. Okay. I, I, I honestly think that's what it's going for, um, but it, it does not feel like a spy movie to me at all. There's not that, spy movies to, to me, and again, everybody has permission to change the game, right? Like if sure. this is a new type of spy film, fine. It's just not one I enjoy. But a spy film to me has some fun, some light, some, even when James Bond is, uh, you know, getting his tail kicked and, you know, getting tortured in a dungeon, like that's dark stuff, right? Yeah. But he has a clever comeback at some point mm-hmm. or some, some cool gadget does something cool or there's a cool escape. And this is just so I don't know how to say it other than gritty. It's just so dirty and gritty and grimy, and it's just like I just I didn't want to be there. Yeah. There was nothing. There was nothing in this movie where I was like, "Oh, I'm glad I'm watching this. Oh, this is fun. Oh, that's interesting." Not a thing. Not a plot development. Not a line. Not a quote. Not a performance. Not anything. There's nothing in this movie where, where I was like, "Oh, I'm glad I watched that. Oh, that was fun." You really didn't like this movie. I. That is fair. <laughs> that is fair to say. Uh, it is a definite not recommend. Um, uh, so okay, so earlier you said like you might not recognize Blake Lively, you know, compared to some other stuff that she's done. Uh, I think I looked at her filmography. I literally think I might not have seen her in anything. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, I, I I'm not as well versed as you as far as like watching everything that comes out. So I don't know that I, I looked at her list and um, like Sisterhood of Traveling Pants might be known to some people, but not to me. Like I love that movie. Um, I I don't know that I've seen her in anything. So. Uh, instead of watching this movie, is there a Blake Lively movie that people should go see I'm instead? I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> uh, originally, we were going to do a Best Ever Challenge on Blake Lively oh, right, movies, right. And, uh, and we're not going to do that, but I here are some choices. Uh, go see, go see, find a way to see The Town, okay. um, which is uh, Ben Affleck. A directed film um, that movie's great. I like The Shallows, which is a shark movie that she's in. Okay, um, uh, she is also in uh, the movie Simple Favor. She's incredible in a Simple Favor. Um, so yeah, there are there are definitely Blake Lively performances. I even think Savages is kind of an okay movie uh, if you want to check that one out. Um, but yeah, you know, do a little research on the films, find out if it's a, a kind of movie you might enjoy. But uh, those I all enjoyed. The Age of Adeline, I think, appeals to some people. It's more of a, you know, like kind of a, I must said true romance, but true romance is a Quentin Tarantino movie that it is nothing like. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's kind of one of those romantic, you know, with a twist. 
Is this her her kind of hope to entrance into the action genre? Like, has, has I she think been, so. She's never been in an action. I movie. think she wanted to make a turn. I, okay. I think she wanted to show some range. Okay. Again, I'm not 100 percent sure she doesn't. Like, yeah. I, it's just there's nothing about this plot story. It's hard, anything that's it's hard, interesting. Yeah, it's hard to say that this is any, in any way her fault. <laughs> I don't think it, it is. Yeah. I don't. I I think she her transformation is astonishing. Um, I just, yeah, I, I just was not having a good time at this um, movie at all. I, I did see some like earlier pictures of photo photographs of her, of her from like past years and stuff like that. And like visually she looks very different in this movie. Um, yeah, and, totally. you know, and which doesn't speak to her ability to act necessarily, but I'm sure she's phenomenal in this movie, but just the, the movie just couldn't hold, hold water. So. Nope. I will probably not see this one. Couldn't, couldn't hold its beat. <laughs> couldn't maintain a steady beat. Uh, yeah, the rhythm section, don't worry about it. Uh, I didn't see Gretel and Hansel, the other one that came out this weekend, but it was kind of more of a horror movie you know, kind of thing. So uh, if I hear good things about it, I'll get back to you and uh, kind of let you know what I think about it. But uh, I'll probably be missing that one unless someone recommends it. Um, it's uh, actually setting records for like the lack of money that's coming into movie theaters. Rhythm section is? Yeah. Yeah, I think it made two million total over the weekend. The entire weekend. The entire weekend. It, it made two million dollars and it opened wide. That's insane. Yeah, I don't what, know. What, uh, like... I, I'm reading this on Wikipedia. I don't know if it can be trusted, but it's, it did say that it might be actually the record for the worst opening weekends ever for a movie that plays in that many theaters, 3,000 theaters. That's crazy. Yeah. How, like, uh, the, people just don't want to see this movie for whatever reason. <laughs> you know what's interesting? But, uh, I wonder if it's like the, tra- I haven't seen the trailer, so maybe the trailer doesn't leave much to be desired either. <laughs> I honestly, it's a horrible title. Yeah. Um, the, the poster I'm looking at is a horrible poster. Doesn't neither of those things say anything about what this movie is? The only reason you would go see this movie, in my opinion, is if you are a huge Blake Lively fan, mm. or a huge Jude Law fan, or a huge fan of the book. Well, guess what? Those three groups are small. pretty small groups. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Who else is going to want to go see this? Yeah. There's nothing about, in at least any instant marketing in this, that is interesting. Yeah. And guess what? Neither is the movie. So well done. Your marketing matched your movie. <laughs> uh, I did read where uh, Bad, Boy, Bad Boys for Life, which is in its third weekend, actually mm-hmm. outdid it at the box office in its first weekend. So yeah. yeah. That tells you everything you need to know. Well, I mean, I think a lot of movies would be outperforming it at $2 million. I mean, yeah. Bad Boys for Life will be making $2 million a week in a month from now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, true. it's that's crazy. Uh, what an interesting w- first part of the year. Was your theater packed when you went to go see it? You saw it opening night, probably. I did. I saw it opening night, uh, opening show, and I think there were six people, including me, oh, no. in there. Well, I mean, that would be to be expected, right? Yeah. Uh, if you only if, if you're over three thousand theaters, and you you know you only make a couple million bucks. <laughs> wow. So yeah, yeah. The per theater average on that must be ridiculous. Uh, it does have a thirty three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So some so people do like some it. people at least kind of liked it. Yeah. Um, but I am not one of them. All right. Not at all. So there you go. Very nice. Uh, before we head on to the next part, uh, let's go ahead and thank our members. Thank you to our SIFPOP members. Uh, we're very excited. Uh, not only that you have chosen to support what goes on here, it's very encouraging to us. It's kind of like, you know, getting voted for in a lot of ways. <laughs> like, 
you put your three bucks down and are like, yeah, I want you to keep going. <laughs> and uh, we appreciate that. Uh, but also for the equipment it's allowed us to buy, uh, Phil, I know, had to buy some stuff for the Oscar party we've got coming up next week to mm-hmm. do that stream. We were able to do that because of you, because of your membership. Now, uh, it's not just support. There's also perks that come along with it. So if you do want to go to our Patreon, it's patreon.com slash siftpop, S-I-F-T-P-O-P. And uh, starts at three bucks a month. And we try to every week do a members only show and just for a few minutes talk about stuff. And this week, uh, Phil being a Chiefs fan, uh, we talked about the Super Bowl a little bit. Yeah. So uh, if any of that sounds interesting to you, you get your own podcast feed. All members get every bonus episode just by uh, signing up at any level of membership at patreon.com slash siftpop. And thank you so much to our amazing Siftpop members for making all this possible. Yeah, thank you. All right, let's uh, let's chat a little bit, Phil. Okay. Let's start with the Oscar thing coming next week. Because okay. this has been on your brain a lot. Now, you've been working yeah. with my brother, who has been putting together the website side of things. So when you go and make your picks in that beautiful Sposker's website, uh, you can thank my brother, Andrew, for doing that. Um, so tell me a little bit about what people can expect next week during the live show. Because this is your baby. You're producer yeah. Phil. You're putting this together. Yeah, uh, so your brother and I have been working pretty hard on it. I, obviously, he's the only one taking like the website part of it uh, on, and I'm kind of working the live show, the camera work, and yeah. and um, you know just arranging how we're going to have people. So, for for those of you who maybe haven't heard already, the way that we're going to do the show is we're gonna we can't unfortunately we can't show you the actual stream of the Oscars. That's that's not ours to to do. So, uh, both video and audio, we won't be showing the Oscars. We're calling this a second screen experience. So. Right. If you are watching the Oscars, and probably a lot of our listeners are watching them live, have it on the screen, on your TV, your big TV screen in your living room, and then have us on your laptop, your iPad, your phone, however you want to have us uh, there in the room with you, so yeah. to speak. We will be on a slight delay. I think YouTube usually is about a 15-second behind thing. But if there's a big moment that happens in the Oscars, you know, just some crazy thing happens and everyone's reacting to it. We'll be there in 15 seconds. 15 seconds later, we'll, we'll you know, react to it. I heard somebody <laughs> say that they like to, since most people have DVR, they actually pause it and try to match it up when they're watching a live stream oh, second screen experience. So something you can do. Yep. If, if you are able to pause your live t- TV and, and um, kind of sync it all up, that'd be great. Uh, we'll always have at least one, if not a couple people in the quote unquote studio, the, the Sipbop studio that are watching the show and then talking over it. So giving their comments or predictions or, uh, you know, just talking about, you know, I can't believe she wore that to the Oscars, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Especially during commercials. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll try not to disrupt your, your viewing experience too much, but I, I, I think it's always fun to... I think it'd be like you were in the room with us. Yeah, I think when you watch the Oscars and, and football, I mean, we we're talking about the Super Bowl. Those kinds of events are big events where there are millions of people that are watching it nationwide, maybe even worldwide. You're not going to miss part of the plot. Exactly. You know what I mean? We can we can chat during it. Yeah, yeah. and so it is a it tends to be a communal experience, and I think a lot of people have Oscar parties just across living rooms all, all across the United States. So if you're not able to go to a party, or you just prefer us as your party watchers, uh, we'll be right there with you and um, partying up with you and, and talking about the Oscars as it goes along. So we'll always have a couple of people in the studio. We're going to switch them out every hour, just kind of change things up, and we'll have a camera in uh, Aaron's big uh, living room that he has where there's going to be a lot of people watching the show 
and you'll get to see what kind of snacks we're enjoying <laughs> during the show. And uh, and then perhaps the most exciting, at least I think for me and probably a lot of people, especially if you're participating, is the live Sposkers uh, leaderboard that's going on. So yeah. I think as of right now, I don't know if you want me to say the, the final number. That's probably number is going to change. It's but, right around 100 right now. Yeah. But please sign up. Uh, last year we had just about 100. I'm um, expecting more this year. I'm hoping we end up between 150 and 200. Yeah. Uh, lots of people love to play this. Again, the prize is that you get to uh, message me anything you want within reason read on Sif Pop. So cool. uh, it can be a promotion for something you're involved in. It can be something you've just always wanted to hear me say, again, within reason. <laughs> it can be whatever. But you send the paragraph, and uh, we will say it on Sif Pop. Uh, that's what the winner gets. Yeah. Uh, and there will be a uh, guru winner and a uh, overall winner. Yeah. So that's kind of how it's worked in the past. So yeah. So I just looked at the leaderboard yesterday. I got on the phone with with Andrew, and we kind of this is the other Andrew, um, and we got kind of got things figured out, and kind of how I'm gonna be you know, basically um, putting in the correct answers and affecting the leaderboard live. So that's the cool thing about the way that he's written this software. It's all, it's all on the website. You can actually just pull it up on your web browser. You don't have to watch it on, on the YouTube screen. But on as you're watching us on YouTube, we will throw to the leaderboard. Um, what's really cool, I, I didn't know that he was going to do this, but let's say that they're saying, okay, here are the nominees for best actor. And they're going through the list as that's happening on your television screen. You can look down at your laptop or iPad or whatever and see just the, the breakdown of, of who we thought were going to win percentages. Yeah. Yeah. It's all a breakdown based based on actors. So, so I think for example, right now, I'll just use that as an example because I, I just looked at it, but Brad Pitt, 61% of our people think that he will win this. And I'm not, if you haven't put in your answers yet, He's not necessarily going to win, so I'm not like telling you you need to vote for. <laughs> Nor Brad is it a surprise that most people think he's going to <laughs> yeah. win. So yeah, uh, but it'll actually show show okay, well, you know, Walking Phoenix is this number of votes and mm-hmm. this percentage and all that kind of stuff. And then of course you'll see live when we update it, uh, you know, who who won, and then you'll get to see all the score, all the uh, rankings shift, change immediately, exactly in yeah. real time. And so I, I think that's going to be a really exciting part of watching it live, especially again. I think it'll be fun to watch even if you're not participating, but if you're on the board. That's going to be a really exciting way to watch And it. anybody who has signed up, you can click on the little person on their you know, uh, ranking on the leaderboard, uh-huh. and you can see all their choices, what choices they have coming up. You can see the percentage they've gotten correct so far. Right. You can see which ones they've gotten right, which ones they've gotten wrong. So it's very interactive. It's, it's again, really, I think, going to be a fun second screen experience for everyone. Yeah. So, And I imagine a lot of our conversation in the studio will be, will be about the leaderboard. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, so-and-so is, is third. You know, well, let's see, what's, let's see who he's got for the next category. Oh, oh He's probably not going to get this one right. He's going to bump down. Yeah. We're going to be kind of talking about that kind of. Yep. Sports, and our thoughts on the movies and our, <laughs> you know, our thoughts. on Yeah. It'll be very sportscaster like, you yeah. know, we'll be offering commentary yeah. on what's going on. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Uh, I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be a blast. Uh, again, get your picks in right now. Just go to sifpop.com and click on Sposkers. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that'll take you right there. And then the day of like after two o'clock on Sunday, uh, we will change that link to go to the leaderboard. Um, okay. So you should be able to uh, just click there on Sunday as well to follow that leaderboard. Uh, or again, it'll be on the live stream. We'll have that on the on the live stream for you to look at as well. 
Um, so yeah, we're super excited about that. Wanted to talk about that first. Uh, and then I wanted to pick your brain, Phil, on kind of, it's been a, a brand new, 2019 was kind of a big growth year for Sif Pop. Lots of interesting things happen. Yeah. And I think it would be good to kind of, uh, you know, put that out there and talk about that. And a lot of that is because you, as a fan, have been so, uh, have participated in what we've done and made it grow. Uh, from the membership, the people who support it financially, uh, to just more and more people checking out the articles on the website, checking out the live stream, which is new on YouTube, uh, all that kind of fun stuff. Uh, do you remember when? When did we find? When when did we do our first like test for a live stream video mm. of the podcast? Because that was this year, right? Yeah, definitely within the last year. Um, I want to say was it summer? I. I don't know. I wondered if you like. I haven't looked anything I up. Yeah. I wasn't planning on doing this today, or I'd have more, you know, like stuff in front of me. But. Yeah, I feel like it was spring or summer. Um, it, it definitely was less than a year ago, um, and a lot's changed since then. Like, like I, what, what kind of things have changed? Well, so we started out using one one particular camera and one particular app, um, and we we loved that software and the camera itself is is really really nice. It had some limitations as far as like we wanted to do more with like what we put on the screen or have some more variety in in the different shots that we had or be able to put like picture in picture, you know, like a small thing in the corner or whatever. And it just didn't afford us those abilities. And we um, it, there was some a little bit of bugginess with the software sometimes. At any rate, we wanted to upgrade that. And without patron support, I don't think it would have been possible. No. We spent hundreds of dollars on on the, the camera stuff that we had to get. But um, yeah, now we actually have three different webcams that we use. Um, you know, a little, I guess a little inside baseball, but we do three different shots that I can cut to. And we use OBS free software that basically allows us to kind of produce the show live. And then we stream that straight to YouTube uh, into your eyeballs. So uh, that's kind of how um, we do it. And it's been a lot of fun. I, I think the, we've all, Sip Pop's always had a, a very active live chat, uh, even going all the way back to, yeah. we did Spreaker and then even before Spreaker, what, what did we do before that? I can't remember the, the software that we, or the website that we uh, used. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> I'm, blanking, I'm blanking on it, but we, all through those different iterations, we've always had audio only live chat and we've had lots of people that kind of followed us live and, and joined us live for, you know, to, for the live recording and chatted and influenced the show and asked their questions and all that kind of stuff. But now that there's a, an actual video component to it and it's on YouTube, A, it's a little bit more visible, uh, nothing against Spreaker. It's just not, it's not necessarily a, easy to find, uh, right. you know, the show that you're looking for on Spreaker. And YouTube obviously is very easy to search and we have our own link, youtube.com slash And so for that, just for visibility standpoint, it's been a lot better, but then also people are actually able to see us for the first time. So you get to see Aaron's beautiful mug. You get to see Andrew's beautiful mug every single week. If you join us live and, and our faces. Yes. Not just our mugs. That's not just the mugs, but <laughs> their faces, the actual faces. And, that's been fun too. And, and, you know, people will, you know, comment and like, Oh, it's so great to finally see you guys. Like I, I've always tried to, you know, put a face with the, the voice or whatever. Now it's like, okay, that we're actually kind of letting them in, uh, mm -hmm. into the room. So, uh, it's been really cool. Uh, May 25th. Okay. Uh, of All this right. past year, we did, uh, Aladdin and Brightburn. Oh, uh, that's the first official one that we kept. So we may have tested okay. it before that. I don't right. remember. But um, that was my that was my uh, birthday. 
this past year. So okay. happy birthday to me. We, yeah. went, we went live video. <laughs> um, so that, that was your dream for a long time. I, I remember mm-hmm. us talking about yeah. for many, many months before that. Yeah. Um, you, that I was, just like the interactivity of it. Yeah. Like there's, there's an element of I, I, audio is great. I have been in radio and worked audio for most of my life. Uh, and there, there's definitely some beauty to audio. Mm. Love podcasts, love that kind of stuff. And part of even going to video was understanding, you know, the uh, the desire to stay where the audio was um, understandable without the video. We didn't want to handcuff the podcast mm. by going to video. So basically, we just allow a video of the recording of the podcast. So it's um, that's why we usually say, you know, recorded in front of a live internet audience or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's the idea. You know, you get to be there to see how the sausage is made, to see how the podcast is recorded. Um, so yeah, but I've I've always the more interactivity for me, the better. That's why I'm really excited about the Oscars stuff this weekend that's why i love contests i really love contests and kind of putting it out there uh for our you know our sif pop um fam uh because it's it's interactive it feels like we're all having fun together right Mm -hmm. and that's if anything else my if if my passion for movies and my desire to kind of talk about my thoughts on movies and the fact that other people seem interested in my thoughts on movies if that can lead to anything i hope it's just a bunch of cool people enjoying chatting about movies together and yeah. using the internet to build that community and we we have a, a decent sized community now which is really interesting i think we're up over 2500 subscribers on youtube yeah um every video you know ends up somewhere between you know two and five hundred people hanging out with us and watching that's cool um so yeah no and and of course the the podcast itself is you know still in that you know one to two thousand you know download uh range uh every episode so um, I don't know that I ever foresaw that. I was just, who was I talking? Oh, I think I was talking with Danae. I was talking with Danae recently about it's the perfect level of community for me. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not saying if, if Sif Pop started getting 10,000, 100,000 downloads sure. a week or whatever, that I wouldn't roll with that. That's, that's fine, but that's different. You know, like that becomes a little bit different. And then there become, because the gravity increases, right? Yeah. And when the gravity increases, it doesn't just pull in fans. It pulls in naysayers. It pulls in, you know, critics, it, that kind of thing. Yeah. And, and I'm fine with that. I, I actually do really well with criticism. It doesn't bother me too much. Um, I, don't, I don't know why I have that thick skin, but for whatever reason, I do. Um, but I do like this level of community, you know, the, the couple thousand of us hanging out talking about movies. Yeah. It's amazing. I love that. That's so cool. Like was, that's it's like a you know it's I mean it's bigger than any church I've ever attended. You know what I mean? Like sure. it's 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 a uh, bigger than my high school basketball state you know yeah. stadium gymnasium was. You know what I mean? So, so it's so in podcasting it's it's this weird thing. It's this weird animal where you're you're not actually for the most part not performing in front of any actual people. Right. It's it's we literally record in a in a room. We you know put a couple cameras in that room and hit the record button. We upload it and then we just look at numbers. We look at like spreadsheets and stuff like yeah. that at that point to kind of gauge our, you know, our throw and our audience and stuff like that. And it's such a weird thing until you really think about what if we got all of those like, you know, 2000 or so people in a room together, like what kind of space would we have to book to get all of those people and find a seat for all of those people to sit in one room together? That's a lot. That's a huge amount of people. Yeah. Um, and, and, but the other thing I was going to say, and you already kind of touched on it was you would think that at, as as the audience gets bigger and bigger and bigger, that you know that audience can get a little bit more toxic just mm-hmm. over time. Yeah, and and like you said, you're you got thick skin, but 
our community is one of the best communities I've ever it's been great. around. Everyone is super nice to each other. They're willing to help each other. I, I, I watch the chat as we're doing live shows and they're welcoming each other. Hey, I'm so glad. Good to see you. I'm glad, so, so glad you yeah. guys joined us for the live show. It's like this, this club that everyone gets to be a part of. Yeah. And, and it's been, it's been really neat to be a part of that. Yeah. It's, I love it. And I'm excited to have, uh, as many people want to come hang out with us and talk movies yeah. as possible is cool with me. Um, so, yeah, so that's been one thing. The other part has been the website uh, has changed this year. Yeah. Some interesting things happening at SifPop.com. First of all, for me, it was a big shift because I was always kind of divided between SifPop as the podcast and then uh, your movie friend is what I called like my movie critic right. stuff on YouTube. And uh, 2019, 2018 into 2019 saw me combine those two things and brand them together. So, and I, looking back on it, um, I'm so glad. Like really? it just, it feels, it just feels better to me to talk about Sif Pop as this thing. In fact, you may have heard us starting calling the show Sif Pop Weekly mm. because Sif Pop is bigger than just this podcast now. So this podcast now is a part of this bigger umbrella that has been fun to kind of see what it is. Now, the way I envision the website and the way it's come together uh, this year, uh, I should uh, give shout out huge props uh, to Blake, uh, who has absolutely been a killer, uh, killer um, uh, managing editor mm. for the website, been doing great stuff. Uh, weekly best ever challenge articles. Uh, we just did our uh, several of our contributors did their you know top ten movies of the year articles, that kind of stuff, and it's all happening at sifpop.com. When I uh, am able to do a five things review, which I still like to do, and I'm hoping to do more in 2020. Mm -hmm. um, I'm hoping to get back into having those be pretty consistent. Um, my life is crazy; it's busy, <laughs> and thank you for the patience and the grace to uh, prioritize my work life. Um, but I do want to do more of those. Those will show up at sifpop.com. Everything is there that is under the sifpop umbrella. And the way I've envisioned this site and the way that Blake's helped me put this together is a real place for those who not only love movies, but think they might have a voice to talk about movies, to find their audience, to find their footing. Our contributors are just people who love the show, love movies, and thought, I want to try to write an article. And they'll submit something to Blake and Blake will be like, yeah, this is good. Let's go with this. Uh, mm. Do you want to review movies? Because we also do movie reviews, that written movie reviews there as well, yeah. uh, several of our contributors. Uh, we just hired uh, our first um, staff writer, somebody who is officially writing for Sif Pop on cool. movie reviews and best ever challenges, those kind of things. Now, when I say hired, um, obviously that can only happen because of our Sif Pop members, yeah, because of say. the support there. Patrons, yeah. uh, they, they pay for our managing editor. They pay for uh, any uh, staff writer we might hire. Um, but he, you know, he was delivering great content and delivering it often. And for me, I wanted to reward that. Right. Sure. So that's kind of how I see it as the, uh, the ability for, uh, contributors to come on board, find their voice and possibly find a home, uh, as a writer on the site. So, um, cool. you know, n nobody's, you know, buying houses off their, their zip pop <laughs> money, but it is a little something basically at the end of the day. If I can make sure that our writers, um, you know, our, our official, quote unquote, uh, independent contractors or whatever, uh, that they can see movies, you know, that's what you're providing for. One sure. of the things you're providing for with your membership is, well, and you as well, producer Phil, you yeah, know, yeah. your ability to see movies is provided for by our members. Yeah, yeah. So 
That's incredible to me. So that's, that's thank you cool. for doing that. So yeah. all that is happening at the website. If you've ever thought about my, writing a movie review and what that might feel like, or that's kind of a part of you that wants to get out, contact Blake. It's just Blake at Sifpop.com. You can okay. email him or whatever. Contact him and say, hey, here's an example of what I might write about this movie or what I might write in this best ever challenge. And we have a really open door, honestly, because I really see the site as a place for for you to discover if this is something you want to do or if this is something you're good at. Hmm. Uh, I'm not looking to, I mean, this this sounds a little weird, so go with me here. I'm not looking to hire the best of the best necessarily. You know, I'm not that site. I'm not mm-hmm. the one that's like, let's hire the best writers and you know pay them what they're worth and that kind of thing. But I also want to take advantage of anybody. But if it's a passion in you that wants to come out, you have a place for it at sifpop.com. Cool. That's how I feel about it. Yeah. So that's what we've tried to do. And your membership, again, has allowed us to, to do a lot of that. So that, That's really great because I think if you wanted to get into that kind of thing, like the, the, uh, the idea of the monolithic idea of like, oh, I have to create a blog and I have to update it. Right. And I, like, I'm a slave to this website right. now. And I, it's like, okay, well, you know, if you're just thinking about getting into it, why not just try to contribute for a site that's already up and running and you're not, you know, obligated to do anything it's just like okay just write when you feel like it when you get passionate about a project whether you really like a movie or you really hate it like the rhythm (laughs) section and you want to just gripe about it um yeah like at sifpop.com so yeah sifpop.com s-i-f-t-p-o-p.com um there you go kind of the state of the the sifpop universe uh for this year it really has changed quite a bit since it has 2019 like i said it's been a crazy year of gross gross growth (laughs) even even here in the studio just getting stuff up on the walls getting video ready all that kind of stuff yeah uh, has been really fascinating to me i'm excited to see what happens in 2020 yeah. you know um so uh so it'll be exciting to see kind of that together uh one thing that'll for sure happen uh for the first time ever is a uh, live oscar uh telecast the sposkers <laughs> the very first sposkers next weekend next weekend so that'll be a lot of fun um I'm, you may be mentioning this at the end of the show but what what do we know for sure what we're planning on doing as far as an episode of Sif Pop? Um, do we need to talk about that? I'm glad you asked. Uh, there will not be a full episode next week in your podcast feed, which was another reason I wanted, though, even though Andrew was sick, to make sure we, you know, we kind of had sure. something to put in the feed this week. Um, but there will not be a full episode next week, uh, even though Birds of Prey is coming out next week. Okay. What might happen if we can finagle the time is Andrew might, and I might sit behind the microphones and record a Sif Swift on Birds of Prey okay. and maybe just chat about that. Yeah. Um, if not, there will be something, uh, uh, we'll just pop in to say, hey, you know, go check out the Oscar party, that kind of thing. We'll put a, a placeholder in there. So the big content next weekend is the Oscar show. Yeah. That's the big content. Well, it is not content that works well as a podcast. Right. It is definitely content that's going to work as a second screen video experience. We're not doing a one hour show, but we are doing a four hour live show. Exactly. <laughs> next week. Exactly. <laughs> um, so or five. Who knows? However long they go. Uh, so yes, that's a good point. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, let's finish with our buried treasure. What do you got, Phil? Okay. Uh, so the podcast that I co-produce with Jack Ultramat is called Disney Plus Reviews. And so we're, I'm just on Wait, Dis- let me guess. Is it about Disney Plus Reviews? You got it. Okay. I don't know how you figured that out. I'm smart. We, uh, re- we review a movie or a TV show. We did like the first 10 episodes of our show. We're just uh, reviewing the episodes of, I'm sorry, eight episodes of uh, The Mandalorian. So, and then once we got past that, then we went to uh, movies and other things. We talked about um, the high school musical, the musical series, the longest name for a TV show ever. And some other things we talked about Black Hole. 
but this week, uh, I kind of we have like a not we don't call it buried treasure. It's called what else are you watching on Disney Plus? And I talked about uh, Lamp Life. Have you heard? Have you seen this? It's exclusive Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah. I haven't watched it. Is it? Okay. Is it the? Is it the thing where Pixar goes into the real world? Or is that something else? No, this is a Pixar short. So if you've seen like Small Fry or some of yeah. the, the the other little like six minute long. Oh, you're talking about the new one that just debuted. Yes, I yeah, think yeah, it just yeah. came out this week. Yeah, kind of it, around Toy Story Four. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So like a Toy Story Four is still incoming. I think on Disney Plus, it should be there soon. Pretty probably within the next month or two. And but in while you're waiting, go watch Lamp Life. It's six minutes of your time. I think it says eleven minutes, but half of those are credits. Uh, and it is basically answers the question where has Bo Peep been all this time so it takes basically starts it's it starts out like at the carnival if you've seen Toy Story 4 you know the carnival it's her sitting on one of the the rides with Woody and Woody's like where were you all this time like we haven't seen you since you know essentially the events of Toy Story 2 and she, she goes well let me tell you where I've been and so then the rest the whole rest oh, of the nice. story is all yeah. flashback and I don't I won't spoil anything from that point on just go go and watch it six minutes of your time but it does answer that question of like you know where has she been and the answer to that question is not at all what you're expecting it was wild and crazy and outlandish and had it not been like an animated thing like really hard to believe but you know you just your heart just goes with it because you love these characters so much there's again i'm not going to name any names because i don't want to spoil anything there are a few cameos of characters that you've seen in the toy story movies that appear in it and the one thing i did want to mention which i I, it's just an interesting footnote in in the actual uh, you know video itself and you might not realize it just by watching it, but so Woody is a voiced character in it. He basically is just kind of sets up the narration at the beginning. And then he says a few lines at the very end. He's for the most part isn't, I think he has like maybe eight lines in the entire thing. He is voiced by Jim Hanks. Mm. So this is uh, Tom Hanks's younger brother who has done a lot of voice work over the years. He is an actor. He's also a director, I think. I don't know. I couldn't tell you a lot of what he's done, but he often fills in and does voice work for brother Tom, his older brother, when Tom can't do it or, you know, the the, the money's not there, you know, whatever the, the circumstances are. He sounds a lot like Tom. I immediately kind of within a few lines realized that something sounds off. Like maybe Tom was sick when he recorded this or something. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't quite, li- uh, uh, quite hear the same as, as listening to Tom Hanks, but he does a pretty good job. And I just thought that was interesting. Like that I, when I, uh, I actually watched the credits. I was like, was that Tom Hanks? And it said Jim Hanks. So, um, but yeah, that for the most part, it's Bo Peep. She's the main character. And then like the sheep are in it for a lot of it too. But it's an interesting watch. You can only watch it on Disney plus it's exclusive to that service. So, if you don't have Disney Plus, you probably don't have a way to watch it. But if you do have Disney Plus, definitely put it on. The kids will love it. My three-year-old just ate it up. So Yeah. And I would also give a shout out to all the Pixar shorts oh, that are so on good. there. There's a lot of them. And they uh, they continue to release, release new ones. They've stopped doing them in front of their movies. But this is where they're going to live now. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a name for those shorts on the service uh, that I that's slipping my brain on Disney but, Plus. Yeah. Okay. Um, but like Kit Bull is one which is nominated for a, oh, yeah. you know, an Oscar this year. So, um, so yeah. So I would uh, highly encourage you to check those out because they are all amazing. <laughs> uh, speaking of streaming, my buried treasure is also streamable. This is one of those examples of 
Aaron talking about something that is old news. All right, this is just going to happen every once in a while. I'm finally going to get around to something that you've been watching for three years, and it's okay. <laughs> all right, just let me talk about it. Uh, it also means I haven't seen all of it. Uh, I'm just kind of about halfway through the first season. But I finally started watching The Crown on Netflix. Okay. And originally, this is not something I thought I would be interested in at all. I don't care about the British monarchy at all. Uh, and then I just heard more and more people talking about how great it is. Realized that the cast is spectacular. Claire Foy is phenomenal. Matt Smith, who I loved in Doctor Who, uh, mm. also plays a major role in the first couple seasons. Um, and as well as, as others, I understand in the third season, uh, things transition further in time. And so basically, this is just a show that's following the reign of Queen Elizabeth, uh, who is the current Queen of England and has been for 80 years or something. Like, I mean, it's ridiculous. I think 60 yeah. some years. So it's, it's just kind of, you know, how young she was when she became queen and then following her life as she figures out, you know, what that means. And as somebody who doesn't really know a lot about the British monarchy, I find it educational. I find it interesting. Uh, the acting work is phenomenal. Uh, the behind the scenes aspect of it, it reminds me a little bit of the two popes in some ways. Hmm. And then I don't know a lot about how popes are chosen or the, you know, the, the behind the scenes of the Catholic Church, those kind of things. Uh, but the movie educated me in a really compelling way on that stuff. And wow. The Crown does that, too. So if you have been on the fence about this and been like, it doesn't sound interesting to me, but people keep talking about how good it is. Just add me to the voices who are like, yeah, I finally started watching it. And guess what? People are right. It actually is really good. So, <laughs> Is this a period piece? Like, does it take, take place way in the, like in the 60s? It follows her from her, uh, you know, from the passing on of the monarchy from her father to okay. her. So 60 which was, years ago. Which, yeah, which was in the 40s. Okay, gotcha. Um, some of it takes place even before that as they deal with some of the relationship between the previous king and his brother. Uh, which I found fascinating. Apparently, uh, the king before him was his brother, but he abdicated after less than a year. He was king for less than a year and fell in love with a woman who had been twice divorced in America. And because of the way the crown is connected to the church, um, they weren't going to let him marry her huh. as somebody who had been twice divorced. Wow. And so he abdicated so that he could marry wow. her and was kind of shunned from the family. And I don't know, it's fascinating stuff. Yeah. So, uh, by the way, John Lithgow plays Winston Churchill, uh, oh, in the wow. first season. That's cool. And, um, yeah, I just, I've been learning a lot. I find it fascinating. So I, I'm a sucker for historical, you know, uh, I was going to say fiction, but it's not historical fiction. It's or historical reenactment, yeah. I guess, uh, how you would say. Uh, dramatization, historical dramatization. And, uh, and this definitely scratches that itch. So I'm pumped. I'm pumped to watch the rest of season one. I'm pumped to see where it goes in season two. I'm super pumped to see how it changes in season three when they kind of go ahead in time. Um, because at that point, I think they, they changed the cast. Like Claire Foy changes to uh, Olivia Coleman. Um, which I'm excited to see, and so it, I don't know. It'll be it'll be fascinating wow. to see how they do that. So, so there there are three seasons currently out. Yes. Okay. And I think they just announced the fourth season would be the last. I could be wrong about that, but okay. Th- there's your uh, do we care for the day? Uh, Netflix announced that uh, the Crown's fourth season would probably be its last, and I think they're changing the actor again, um, who plays Queen Elizabeth. Well, that's interesting. Do these actresses look close to each other? Yes, and definitely with the makeup and uh, the, um, 
the costuming and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Is it like a Keira Knightley, Natalie Portman thing from episode one? Yeah. No, <laughs> no, not quite, not quite that good. Uh, but I, I did just look at it. Actually, it just says the cast is returning for season four. So it'll still okay. be Olivia Coleman as Queen Elizabeth. I, I'm kind of like four. you where like, I mean, we, we, the two of us have always lived in the United States and we're, we're not privy to a lot of the politics that happen outside of our country just because we're dumb Americans that don't know a lot. I mean, I don't, I can't speak for mm-hmm. you, but, but for me, I, I don't really follow politics at all no. outside of the United States. And so, yeah, some of that history surrounding here, that would probably all be news to me. The uh, third season covered from 1964 to 1977. Wow. Um, and I, I'm actually not seeing that season four is announced as the last season. So maybe I just, maybe I dreamt that. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, do we care rescinded? <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, but season four will probably head into the 80s and kind of the Margaret Thatcher era. And yeah, I don't It's It's a fascinating idea. It kind of made me like, well, can when this is done, can we go back and do the other like stuff we know about sure. the monarchs? And I mean, I've seen a lot of that stuff in movies and stuff, but to kind of piece it together like that would be as long as it's well done like this that would right be, yeah be great yeah exactly i wonder if they'll go all the way to modern day like do you think they'll hit the 2010s and i don't know <laughs> i can't believe she's still alive yeah she's 90 something wow i always just think it, it always just i always just think of poor prince charles who's been waiting <laughs> to be king for yeah you know he just can't wait to years. be king and- yes yes exactly <laughs> Has anybody done that? The I, Prince Charles version of I Just Can't Wait someone, to Be King? Someone's listening to this and doing it right now. So. <laughs> That'd be amazing. I'll write that song. Uh, thanks so much for joining us today for Sif Pop. It is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can find out more about other shows on the network at studiodna.media or by searching Studio DNA uh, in your podcast player. Thanks to our members for giving monthly to make Sif Pop a real thing. Uh, like mentioned, support starts at 3 bucks a month. And you get access to every bonus episode as well as some other fun perks. Uh, you can find out more info at patreon.com slash sifpop. Lots of ways to connect with us. Feel free to email us at feedback at sifpop.com. Uh, you can also comment, rate, leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That helps us out quite a bit. And finally, if you're having a good time, your movie-loving friends will probably like the show too, so make sure you let them know about it and that listening is much easier than going from a heroin addict to a super spy in only a few weeks. Uh, we'll be back next week uh, with something to tell you that the Oscar show is happening or maybe a review of Birds of Prey. Uh, but do not miss the first annual Sposkers live streaming second screen event uh, on Oscar Sunday night. And we'll see you there. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.